Janet Leith is head of physiotherapy at Erskine and she's someone that I guess many people will know around Erskine, particularly in, in Bishopton where she's uh, where she's based at the Veterans Village there. And um, she helps out our veterans in terms of moving more, maybe recovering from from bumps or, or problems that they've had and, and keeping the mobility going, which is hugely important for, for all of our well-being. And she's going to have some advice that we all can take on board, regardless of our age or condition um, and, and, and ways that we can, we can keep our bodies moving and, and, and keep looking after ourselves. And she's also going to tell us about the, the Erskine Sporting Senior Games, which is something that has been a big part of Erskine over the last uh, years or so and and returns this year slightly different but we'll hear more about that uh, but first of all my great pleasure to welcome Janet Leith to uh, to Erskine Veterans Radio Janet just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what attracted you to physiotherapy and how did you find yourself in this role of work in the first place um, thank you for inviting me for an interview today Ian um, yes so I always wanted to be a physiotherapist later on in school it was my choice of career so went straight from school to what was then the Queen's College in Glasgow and trained as a physiotherapist I graduated in 1982 so that's quite a long time ago now and I have a quite a varied career in physiotherapy. I worked um, in general hospitals. I worked at the Southern General Hospital for a number of years doing on rotation in lots of different specialties. Um, Really enjoyed working with older people even at that stage. Um, Then I moved to uh, Lanarkshire and worked with outpatients. Um, But I've also worked out with the NHS. I worked for a charity which is now called Revive MS Support for a number of years and supported uh, people with multiple sclerosis. Um, That was really interesting. So I've I've worked, you know, in the charitable sector as well as working in the NHS. Um, After a while for working Revive, I went back into the NHS and worked for a new team which supported people at home. So that's where my kind of community background came in as well. So I worked there for a number of years and then ultimately worked on a, a a, what's the word? A pilot project, um, looking at supporting older people in in hospital and then supporting them out into the community. And I was doing that for a while, and then decided I really wanted to move on, do something different. And I went back to work for Revive MS Support part time, but I also worked for a company called Physicare, which provided occupational health type physiotherapy for um, employees. And I was doing that. Um, I'd done that for nearly a year, working for both of them. And an, an ex-colleague of mine had seen the advert for the head physiotherapy post in the Herald, as we did in those days, in the Herald newspaper. And she saw it and she thought it would be an ideal post for me because of my background in um, stroke and also my background in community and working with older people. She thought it would be an ideal opportunity for me. And looking at it, that's also what I thought. Um, and I applied for the post and I came to Erskine in 2008 um, as their, their uh, new head physiotherapist because the previous post holder Katie Lowe had retired um, and I've been here ever since and have really really enjoyed my years at Erskine um, and really enjoyed working with our residents that are that are here. It's not been so good over the last 18 months with the pandemic that's been a huge challenge um, but we're, we're certainly 
hopefully emerging from it now. So that's kind of my background as far as a career is concerned and how I came to be at Erskine. What are the key differences that you find working at uh, at Erskine versus maybe um, in, in, in general everyday sort of NHS healthcare? I suppose you have more of a relationship, a regular relationship with, with a lot of the people that you're working with, um, first of all. Yes, I, I think that is one of the big differences is that because this is people's homes and that you know people are living here over a long number of months to years, that you you definitely develop a different kind of relationship with people and it's a much more long term therapeutic relationship and involves, you know, much more working with families and with relatives as well as working with the residents themselves. And I think that's what I get the buzz out of. That's what I really enjoy um, working, you know, a longer term, having a longer term relationship with people and trying to give people the best quality of life possible um, and working with people to do that, working with our residents to do that. Um, I'm very passionate about the physical activity agenda, which is where the games come into the kind of picture. But um, that's I'm very passionate about that, um, giving people or en- enabling people really to um, move towards physical activity as part of, of their life. It's very hard to say to somebody who's old, very old, if you exercise regularly, you'll live longer. It's, that's very hard to say. It was hard to say to the resident who was 105. We, our oldest resident I've ever worked with was 105 at Erskine. It's hard to say to him, you know, if you exercise, you'll live longer. But what you can say to people is if you exercise, you will live better. You'll have better quality of life. And I think that's really where, where my sort of passion is. I was thinking about that for people, because clearly this, this show goes out throughout the 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 Erskine homes and and to all the residents but we have a lot of people listen who are family members or supporters or fundraisers what would you say to them in order from what you see of of how people's bodies go and and the importance in looking after our bodies as as we grow up um what what are the things that we should be doing more of to to keep ourselves uh, out of out of your department <laughs> at a later age out of my department yes <laughs> right. So, in late, there are uh, chief medical officer guidelines for physical activity. Um, so, the, in all four nations of the UK, so the recommended guidelines are 150 minutes of moderate activity every week. Um, and moderate activity means you need to get your heart rate and your uh, breathing rate up. So, obviously, that from over 16 year olds it's from 16 to 65 that's what applies so you need to get your heart rate up and you need to get your um your breathing rate up in 150 minutes in a week the other thing that's really really important is to break up what we call sedentary behavior so currently we're indulging in sedentary behavior right now because we're sitting down um but the the advice is very much to move around as often as possible so you will know that some of the big um it tech uh, giants don't have um, seats in their offices they have standing desks and there's a huge move to help people move around more often so I think that's the other big message is you need to move more often move, move as much as you can but moving really frequently and often is is the big message and we should be doing that probably from our 30s onwards because it, you there's a big dip 
after people are 13, they're involved in families and jobs and everything. Um, there's a big dip in people's physical activity. And that's what we need to, to reverse. We need to improve our physical activity. So for our children under 16s, they should be doing an hour of physical activity every day. So unless we get, we get our devices off them, <laughs> where they're going to actually be moving around. So that that's really what we should all be doing. And for older people over 65, the advice is that they should be doing two sessions of strength and balance work every week as well. Um, and those are the things that are going to give people good physical health um, into older into old age and into older adulthood. Yeah, I'm, I've got um, a watch that keeps telling me if I've not moved enough and it tells me off through the day. It's like, come on, you should, be do- you should have done this by now. Yeah, I think that's the other thing about devices and about technology. It's one of the things that can enhance our physical activity. And I think that's that's what we need to do. So physiotherapists are certainly moving forward into virtual virtual treatment screens and particularly with the pandemic, a lot of physiotherapy has moved online. There's a certain amount you can do. There's a certain amount you can't do, obviously, but um, certainly there's been an there's been so much online to help older people not just older people but everybody do a reasonable amount of physical activity you know while the pandemic's been been a problem for us so so that just enhances it um it's really really important and one of the things that has happened to our residents here is that because we've restricted their mobility because we've restricted their ability to go out and about we've confined them to their houses and their rooms and um, they've lost a lot of ground physically and it's regaining that is really difficult so and um, that's what we're about at the moment so it's regaining physical activity and one way that people can get involved and uh, maybe regain some of that mobility and, and give themselves something to aim for is taking part in the Sporting Senior Games, which have um, been a big part of, of Erskine for, for a few years now. And, and that's something that you've very much been involved in. Tell us about how they came to be in the first place. What's the history of the Sporting Senior Games? OK, so there are two kind of major streams that flow in together. So in 2014, you will remember that the Commonwealth Games were in Glasgow. And as part of that, there was a fund called the Celebrate Fund, which was designed to help groups, organisations, charities, anybody that was really interested, have some kind of event related to the Games. And what Erskine did was, in fact, we got £10,000 from the Celebrate Fund and we set up our own Um, Erskine Commonwealth Games so at that point there were five Erskine care homes Um, so we set up and we had a competition over two weeks in the summertime round the games round the Commonwealth Games we had our own games helped by the fact that the Commonwealth Torch actually visited Erskine in, here in Bishopton. Um, Shireen Nanjani was the person who was carrying the torch and she actually brought the, tor- the torch to, to Erskine, which was fantastic. Um, but what we did was we designed a whole competition around the, the games kind of theme. So we had our torch, which went on the back of a motorbike all the way from our Edinburgh home to our Glasgow home. And then people cycled and ran with the the torch and brought it to Erskine and then to Bishopton. Um, so, and then we had a fortnight of competition, various sports. Um, fortunately, that year, the weather was really good. So a lot happened outside. We had a big opening ceremony. Um, and if you've there's actually footage of this of a Scottish version of the Hakka um, which was really really good to open the game 
teams. So we had a fortnight of competition. Um, for that, it, we discovered that our residents could be unbelievably competitive um, and were very, very keen to win medals. So we had medals. Um, and at the end of that, we actually won a National Lottery Award for our games. So that kind of led into thinking, what are we going to do next? One of our residents called John Bowman, who had been a very keen participant, um, spoke to a member of my staff and said, well, I'd still be able to do all this in two years' time. And the person concerned said, why, John, why two years' time? Well, I've got to get ready for the Rio Games. So therefore, we realised, oh, right, we're not going to get away with doing nothing. We need to do something else. We need to keep this going. And the other stream that sort of fits into this, so that's that's basically where the game started. But the other stream is that we have a lot of contact with uh, Professor Don Skelton, uh, who is the Professor of Active Aging at Caledonian University, and she has a lot of contacts. There was a stream of activity around the 2012 Games in London, the Olympic Games, and there was a network set up for older people at that point called the Gold Network, which was about physical activity as well. And Dawn was very involved in that. And I've got connections with Dawn because of, of work, working with her um, on something called the Functional Fitness MOT and various other aspects. And she has connections with Jerry Olympics in West Virginia. And the West Virginians have been running Jerry Olympics for 35 years. So they run a kind of sporting competition as well. So those two streams came together in 2015, where we ran our own games at Caledonian University. And we had an American team who came over to take part. And since then, we've just developed the games over the years. And in 2016, we had Erskine Centenary Games because it was Erskine Centenary. Unfortunately, last year, obviously, we had to cancel the games. So that's kind of where it's all come from. And it's grown over the years. And it doesn't just involve Erskine teams now. We now have a number of um, other care homes who have got involved and who've had, uh, you know, had have sent teams. Um, and we now have teams who come to compete for the medals. And um, John Bowman, unfortunately, didn't make it to the Rio Games. Um, he did. He died before the games occurred in 2002 what that be 2016 um but his son has uh donated uh, is the right word i think donated a trophy in his name um because he was so passionate about the games so the winning team now now obtains or they compete for the john bowman trophy it's currently sitting in Erskine Home, the Erskine Home, but it has previously been in other homes, who uh, Ailsa Lodge in Bishopton, who won it one year as well. So um, that that trophy is up for uh, up for grabs this year as we run our games into this year, which are going to be a wee bit different this year because obviously of the pandemic. So we're what we're planning and is well underway now is a more of a round robin type of a of competition so instead of having a central venue um, and one day of competition myself and Craig Berry who is the uh, activities coordinator at the Erskine Home who's been very involved in the games all the way through um, he and I are going to go and visit each individual team and conduct four sports we're just going to do four sports this year um, and uh, collate all of that and have an award ceremony 
um, on the 1st of October, which is older P International Older People's Day. Um, so that's what we're going to do this year. And then hopefully next year is Commonwealth Games year. Next year, relaunch the, the whole games in, in the way that we've done before. So that's our plan of action. So we're hoping that that's it's shaping up to look really good this year. Um, despite the, the, the pandemics, most of our stakeholders have um, responded with, yes, we very want much to take part. So that's looking really good. And that will be from the 20th of September over the next, over the two weeks up leading up to the 1st of October. The Sporting Senior Games, um, I mean, we're seeing the athletes being very competitive on the TV at the moment in the Olympics. The Sporting Senior Games is also uh, taken very, very seriously by many of our veterans, isn't it? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So um, we use something called the Functional Fitness MOT, which is just a fun way of looking at people's um, fitness um, so we've used that in the past to early on in the year, usually about June time, and then we get people to start training. Um, and yes, residents are very keen to train. And I know that the other care homes involved um, are already training, <laughs> already training for the games um, because of my links with them and the, the, organ the local organisers are saying, yes, the residents are already in training. Um, it's highly competitive. I can't believe how competitive people can be and that's not just the staff, that's the residents themselves. Um, and we, we, we regularly have quite a lot of shouting and, and shout, you know, people supporting each other's teams and stuff. It's really, really good. So, yeah, our residents are already starting to train for, for the games as well. <laughs> if you see people throwing javelins, we use a... We use a, a uh, foam javelin so if you see people throwing javelins around Erskine that's what they're doing they've not lost the plot <laughs> um, and we're doing basketball this year and golf and bosha bowls um, normally we also have cycling um, uh, and a curling a version of curling which is really good which is on with uh, stones on ro rollers but not everybody has that equipment, so we're, we're just sticking to four sports this year. So Very good. I was, was yeah. going to say what are the sports, but you've answered that question there. So it sounds, yeah, yeah. It sounds really yeah. good. Curling, though, is Scotland yeah. are, are good at curling, so there should be some uh, dab hands at yes, that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's the full thing with the brushes and, and we've got a target and everything. It's, it's actually indoor curling, the way we use it, is quite a big thing, um, not just in the older community, but there are big hmm. sort of international competitions with using that that form of curling. It's curling with a K rather than with a C. Ah. Um, so if you look it up online, it's curling with a K, not curling with a C. So it, it is a big international kind of or a comp type of competition as well. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. oh, we'll look forward to seeing more about that and, uh, and I'm sure we'll be announcing the results. Um, further in the year once once yes. they happen <laughs> absolutely absolutely so yes we'll be we'll be announcing all the results yes aha 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 yeah we will we'll be able to do that yeah that's craig and i's responsibility to collate the results and work out who's the winning team for the for the trophy <laughs> brilliant well maybe next year once you get the um the, the games back you know to, to normal does, it, does everything usually happen on one day then is that what it would normally be like yes yes uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. we normally try and stay close to older people stay because that um ties in with the other event other events that are going on you know nationally and internationally and um, so it's generally right around the 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 first the last weekend of September. It's usually one day. So last the last time we had the games, we were at 
uh, at the ARC in Glasgow, at Glasgow Caledonian University. And normally the situation is we have all the teams converge. We have a big opening ceremony with a paper and banners and the, all the teams wear individual team T-shirts rather than a uniform. Um, and then we have a, a morning of competition um, and then lunch, usually we provide lunch and then some kind of form of entertainment in the afternoon. Um, and then a, a, clo- a very brief closing ceremony where the medals are awarded and the the, the trophy is is handed out as well um, and uh, John Bowen's son usually comes to present that trophy so um, it's usually a very it's a very busy day um, but it's a very uh, very involved day and we're very grateful to Glasgow Caledonian University for the venue but the other thing that um, we wouldn't be able to run it without is the volunteers and we usually have between 30 and 40 volunteers mostly students mostly physiotherapy or other um, allied health professional volunteer, student volunteers from the university. So um, we've got a student, uh, usually have a student coordinator who coordinates the, the volunteers from the university. So we have lots of young physios, young um, OTs, young, actually we've had some dental students and various other students who are available at the time. So what's really good is we can we couldn't run it without them, but also it gives the students the opportunity to really um, engage with older people and to really realise what older people are capable of and, and what's actually possible for, for people who are you know in their 80s and 90s and 100s. So that's that's really useful. And that intergenerational contact is, is really very, very positive. The students really, really enjoy it. They come back year after year as well. So in the years that they're at, at the university. So... That's one of the reasons why we're having an adapted competition this year because accessing the students is going to be more will be more difficult, um, just because of the pandemic. But that's a really good part of the the whole kind of competition day. So we have it on one day, and people go home with their medals and go home with the rosettes. We always have rosettes, competition rosettes, so they go home with that. Um, and we see frequently medals hanging up in people's rooms or on their wheelchairs. Um, and they're very proud to to show off their medals and their rosettes to their families and things. So. Oh, it's a nice nice thing to to, yeah. to have, absolutely. <laughs> and what about the future of the game, though? Because I hear that you are, whilst you're the um, leading light in in all of this, that that you are soon to to be retiring from from active service. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so my I'm scheduled to retire at the end of this year, um, and I'm sure that the current or other organisers and movers and shakers in this competition are going to want me to be there in some shape or form. I would very much like to continue my involvement um, with the Games in in some role or other. Um, I'm hoping that my successor will, um, to use a a sporting phrase, pick up the baton into (laughs) next year. Um, (laughs) But very much I see this as an ongoing developing um, situation. So I'm hoping the games, in fact, next year will grow, and that because people will, again will see what's possible, and um, that the games will grow and develop. Um, 
I, I mean, ideally, I'd love to see a national, a big national competition with localized heats and things, but we're not really very sure how that's going to develop. But yes, I would love to stay involved next year, but obviously I wouldn't have the influence because I'll not be in post. But I'm hoping that um, Craig and the other organizers will be happy that I can still interfere <laughs> next year and be involved <laughs> next year with it. And as it goes forward, it's something I, I don't want to lose contact with. Um, it's something I very much like to still be involved in, in some role or other, in some way or other, um, and helping them keep it going. So, but very much my successor, hopefully here at Erskine, will pick up the baton and, and carry on it. Carry on, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they will, and I'm sure you'll still be uh, very much part of it come the uh, come come the big day when when it when it all happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks very much for chatting to us, Janet. It's been it's been great speaking with you and. Um, and learning about the things that you do and uh, and of course the the sporting senior games and um, something to look out for of course there again uh, 20th of september did you say through the through the end of september start yeah. of october yes yeah. yes and we'll keep we'll keep you up to date with the results as they as they come out i think that's what they say isn't it oh absolutely as they come <laughs> in absolutely we'll have mm-hmm. an, and uh, medal tables and all that kind of thing at the yeah. end of it uh, i'm yeah. sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, then, um, have you got a, a choice of music for us that, that we should play to yes. uh, to play us out, really, from from um, our chat? Yeah. Well, I had to rethink about this because there's a number of pieces that that I I link with Erskine uh, and exercise. So I almost thought we'll have Let's Twist again like we did last summer. But actually my own personal <laughs> or music like that because that says easy to exercise to. But actually I'm much more a classical music person. Um, and my church connection and my, my Christian faith is really important to me. So I actually, my favorite piece of music is Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring by Bach. So that's the piece of music that I have have chosen because of my um, my faith and my church connections. So um, that's that's the piece of music I've chosen for today.